The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Lessons, everybody. Stadium Sports Betting Podcast. We got the professor, Nate Jacobson. I'm Ben Wittenstein, and we are coming up on Conference Championship Weekend. Nate, getting to the end of the road in our NFL betting. We appreciate everyone following along with us through the entire NFL and college football season, following us on Stadium Bets, following our videos. We really appreciate it. But, Nate, we are coming down to the very end. Three games left in the NFL season. Yeah, three games, pretty crazy. There was four last week. Saturday was a good day with betting. Sunday, not so much. So hoping to bounce back on Sunday with two of the biggest games of the year. And honestly, uh, a day I might like better than the Super Bowl just because it's two (laughs) games played at a home field and there isn't you know two weeks of hype over one game where you kind of start talking yourselves into different bets and out of different bets and overthinking it and looking at props. So... I know the Super Bowl is a great betting event, but I kind of dread that week just because there's so much pressure to have so many prop bets on your plate. So I like this week because you kind of uh, just have the size and total look at and maybe a little bit less props just gives less time to uh, overthink things. Yeah, that's that's very true. And we get a lot more fun, as you said. We get two really fun, high-pressure games instead of just one for the Super Bowl and only get a week to to think about it so you don't have to overthink, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, the Sunday better come come soon because I am starting <laughs> to overthink things, I think. Same. But uh, but we've I, seen some line movement, though, a little bit of line movement throughout the week. Yeah, so let's just start NFC game first because that's the earlier part of the day. Sure. There hasn't been too much line movement since Sunday night. I know that in that game where we had the Cowboys and the 49ers play the last game of the round, the divisional round, so the line came out right after the game. Saw a few Eagles minus one, Eagle minus one and a half. A lot of places widely opened Eagles minus two, and then it was two and a half by the end of the night. And that wasn't too surprising for me, just because the Eagles looked very good last week. Jalen Hurts, really no concern about the shoulder injury. He wasn't really asked to do much, though, because the Giants were not a good team, and the Eagles got out to a big lead, and they were able to run the ball. On the opposite side, the 49ers, despite winning 12 straight games, probably didn't look that impressive. They they met at you know market expectation by covering but it wasn't a very impressive performance for san francisco so based on the recency of those two results with the eagles looking good 49ers struggling a little bit i guess in a win especially offensively wasn't surprised to see the eagles take the early money out to two and a half and that's the market we've seen all week it's it's interesting this game because like you said you look back at that 49ers game and you think well they didn't escape with the win, but they certainly didn't make it easy on themselves, and they got a bit lucky that Dak Prescott just always seems to crumble under pressure. Yeah, he he made some very poor decisions, uh, to say it, say it, say it lightly. Um, so, you know, if, if we're looking at just gut instinct, and I've been trying to do a little bit more gut instinct betting for these games because I don't want to overthink it, I do like the Eagles at minus two and a half against the 49ers um i really do and we're gonna have a total play too but i think the eagles are gonna come out they're gonna be at home this is brock purdy's first road start 
in a playoff game as the starting quarterback for the 49ers as a rookie. It just seems like it's all lining up for the Eagles, which makes me think maybe I should be betting the 49ers because they are so good in this spot where you're doubting them. They're the underdog. They come in and they just slow the game pace down to what they want it to be. They control everything going on in the game and their defense runs everything. But at some point, and I think this is the third time I've said this on this podcast, at some point Brock Purdy has to falter right he he has to trip up and so far we haven't seen that this is going to be the best defense that he plays all season long it's going to be on the road to get to the Super Bowl will the pressure get to someone like that who's just a rookie all the signs to me seem like they point to Philly yeah so I think the case for the 49ers is in the price because if this game was played say like last round somehow if this was the the divisional round and and we didn't really know about Jalen Hurts and it was a hot 49ers team going to Philly I think this line would be a pick em. I think the wow. odds makers really had high regard for the 49ers. We've seen them in all their point spreads this year, even with Purdy under center, because they have so much respect for the, the weapons they have, the coaching, the defense. So I think because we saw those, you know, kind of opposite result with Philly blowing out the Giants and, and frankly not a really good Giants team that definitely overachieved. So I don't know if my opinion on Philly has changed that much. And then the 49ers not looking good. I think because of that, there's some line value actually on the 49ers. Uh, obviously, there's other factors, and you know Purdy could definitely not play well, as yep. you mentioned. That's a that's a possibility. So at plus three, I would have been interested in the Niners. I don't think we're going to get there, uh, but I will have some reasons why I like the under in this game. Partly because of the uncertainty of Brock Purdy in this big stage, because he has had a very favorable schedule and a lot of home games. He's had some bad in his teams seven starts. Played. Yeah, now it's a little bit different going to Philly and what's going to be an absolutely raucous atmosphere for an NFC title game. Well, he's had he's had easy opponents, and I know this game is going to come down to the trenches. It's going to be the Eagles' offensive line against 49ers' defensive line. I think that's going to be probably the biggest matchup that everyone is looking for. I just don't think Jalen Hurts is going to make the same mistakes that we saw Dak make. And the reason, a big reason the 49ers were able to win that game was because of the mistakes that Dak Prescott made. The interceptions, the bad throws, the off-target misses that he had throughout the game. Jalen Hurts isn't going to do that. He's one of the most protective quarterbacks in the NFL in terms of throwing interceptions. He really doesn't do it a lot. He's protected really well by his offensive line. He has the weapons around him. It just seems like the infrastructure around Jalen Hurts, and we've seen this throughout the year, is much better suited to beat a team like San Francisco than Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys are. Now, we know how good the 49ers defense is, and we know how strong and and how many talented players they have on that side of the ball, so they're going to game plan for this type of team. But in a game like this, it just seems like the talent for the Eagles probably seems to me will probably win out. Yeah, I guess. I, I think the 49ers are just as talented. Um, I, I know you know Hertz has a really nice offensive setup with an offensive-minded coach, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, really good offensive line. Yeah, I think I'll just go back to the point that last week he didn't have to do too much, only had to throw 24 attempts, uh, wasn't running as much, and that was probably by design because they didn't need for him to run. So right. I think there's still a little bit of question – if he's 100% from the shoulder injury because even the indications last week were from his comments and just from people with inside info saying that he wasn't 100%. So just curious to see how that happens against a really good 49ers defense. Yeah, 100%. I agree. I think that shoulder is the biggest concern for me. 
And the last thing I wanted to say about this um, before we get to the total play for us, yep. I think the pathways for the Eagles to cover and win this game, I think there are more of those than for San Francisco because I think San Francisco has one, maybe two different game plans for this type of game and for what they can do. Eagles can do a lot of different things. If one thing isn't working, if San Francisco's defense is is great for the running game, they can go to the passing game and vice versa. With the 49ers, I'm a little worried that if the Eagles somehow really step up and play one of the best run defensive games we've seen them play all season, can Brock Purdy step up and be the guy that leads the offense through the passing game? Yeah, that's the uh, that's the million-dollar question. So I think we can go ahead and talk about the total in this game. Under. 46.5 right now. So mention that a little bit worried about Brock Purdy struggling in this game, or at least getting off to a slow start because he hasn't seen this kind of environment. His road games were at the Seahawks, which is a good environment, but it was also against the Seahawks defense that isn't as good, not nearly as good as the Eagles defense. And then the other game was in Las Vegas where it was basically uh, half the crowd was San Francisco fans. <laughs> yes. So this is definitely a, a different type of game for Brock Purdy I mentioned I'm a little bit worried about Jalen Hurts not being 100 Mm percent in terms of if you think the Eagles are going to do well and he's facing a very good defense so those kind of two things lend me looking into the under in this game it is going to be mild weather in Philadelphia though on Sunday and I think that's one of the reasons we've seen this total get out from 45 and a half to 46 and a half also I think there's expectations that both teams are going to throw the ball more because the San Francisco run defense is very strong and they can beat beat over the top however those two things with the quarterback that I mentioned plus just Kyle Shanahan kind of sometimes getting a little bit conservative he does love the field goals games. he yes. loves the field goals we saw it last week kick three yeah. field goals in the first half one was needed because it was at the end of uh, right before halftime but as good of a play caller and play designer he is he sometimes will you know opt for three points when it's fourth and two from like the 27 or something which a lot of coaches might not do but I think it actually helps the under for this week so I want to take out at least some of the end game randomness that could potentially happen this game go under 23 in the first half between the 49ers and Eagles on Sunday and I think you maybe you have something more about either that or the full game total no I really like that play and we were talking about this last night we were texting about kind of the plays that we like in this game and under first half seems it's in my opinion I like it a lot more than under for the entire entire game you kind of restrict to that first half where I think these teams will probably be feeling each other out a little bit and I think the 49ers know that in order for them to at least stay close in this game they cannot let the Eagles get out to an early lead. They can't let the Eagles go up 14-0. They can't let them go up 17-3. Whatever it is, they know they can. Ha- they have to stop the, the Eagles from getting ahead early because if that happens, the 49ers are not built to come back from that big of a deficit with Brock Purdy. They just are not, and I don't think they're going to be able to do that. So they know that. So they're going to be trying to really put up the defensive pressure, I think, early on and control the pace and tempo of the game, which means slow offensive sets, which means really waiting to the end of that play clock to call plays offensively and then really turning up the pressure defensively in the first half of this game. So I really love this play under, what did you say, 23 and a half? Uh, 23 for 23, the first half. Would love 24, probably not going to get it. So I, I'll say under 23 as well, I think, yeah. is a really good First half bet for this game. I'm just kind of thinking about it now. I think even full game's okay. Uh, just for the fact that the 49ers kind of had a had a nice stretch defensively at the end of the season where they weren't allowing second-half touchdowns. Yeah. Also, the Eagles like to get out, you know, and they have had some success in the first half. 
So I think even full game under is okay. The way I see the game script playing out, I do think it really is going to be a slow start. And the 49ers are going to feel pretty good about themselves after how the first 15 and 30 minutes go, where they know that you know they kept the game close and, and now that Purdy might be a little bit more confident and settled in, they can go out and win in the second half. So 49ers would be my lean if I had to play the game, full game under if I had to play the game. And the under 23 is going to be a bet for this game um, in the NFC. Yeah, uh, I like it. I think the under, to me, seems like the move. And I'm on the Eagles. I'll play the Eagles as long as it's under three. Give me the Eagles. Give me Jalen Hurts. End of the road for Brock Purdy and company on the road, for sure. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's go to Bengals and the Chiefs. Game number two on Sunday. We have Bengals now at minus one. The total's at 47. This line uh, has moved left and right. It's now Chiefs, I think, minus one, actually, since doing this. Or has that now moved to Bengals minus one? Because it's been going back and forth, back and forth for like 24 hours. So right now we're at Chiefs minus one. I think the consensus total is at 47 so okay yeah there's a lot to a lot going on and even some 48s now showing in terms of the total for this game as it uh, looks like patrick mahomes is definitely going to play and I yeah think, you know that's that's confirmed it's now a question of how healthy is he so just some context i guess about the line movement for this game because it's been a crazy one and, and obviously the most important factor not just in this game, but in the entire NFL playoffs, is his health going forward. So he suffers a high ankle sprain in the first half in Kansas City's win against the Jaguars on Saturday. Misses most of the second quarter. Chad Henney leads him on that 98-yard drive. And then Mahomes comes in for the second half, guts it out. Does enough for them to win. So when the Bengals win in Buffalo as like six-point underdogs, which was a pretty impressive win because they were dominant, Uh, The line I first saw at 4.56 Central Time, uh, Sportsbook posted Chiefs minus three and the total at 51 and a half. And I think that was would have been a fine number if Mahomes was mostly healthy or pretty much 100% healthy. If he was 100%, I think it'd be like three and a half or four um, in this game just because the, you know, Bengals closed six in Buffalo the difference between the Chiefs and Bills is minimal, uh, but because you'd have to upgrade the Bengals off that performance, and, and at the time, the, the reason why that line was six because of the Bengals' offensive line issues. But um, once things set, set, set in, or like that line was set, 40 minutes later, Chiefs minus one, total 48, so pretty pretty big move. Wake up Monday morning, pick them. Monday afternoon, Bengals minus one. Got all the way out to two and a half on Tuesday. Jeez. And then the Chiefs money started to come in. Uh, I saw it was like two and a half to one and a half. Yeah. Then once Mahomes got upgraded to a full participant in practice, no injury designation on Wednesday, that line became 
like minus one for the Bengals, pick them. And then full, fully across the board by Thursday morning, uh, Chiefs became the favorite in this game. And I think that they will close minus one and a half or minus two in this game. So that's kind of the line move stuff. Total now going up a little bit. Chiefs taking money. Clearly Mahomes yeah. is going to play. Maybe people don't think it's serious as it was led on to be, especially early in the week. And now you kind of have to decide for yourself, do you want to get involved before the game and take that risk, or do you want to see the Chiefs offense take a series or two to see how that angle looks? So I don't think there's a wrong answer for this if you're a little bit more risk-adverse and have a strong feeling in this game, like I think at least I do and I think you do too, Ben, Mm -hmm. based on some bets we've already placed. Um, You can get involved pregame. I I do it sooner than later if you agree with our side. But also no harm in betting live in this game especially since it's, you know, isolated, standalone game, AFC title game. Right. You're not going to be doing anything else other than watching every snap of this game. Yeah, I mean, I like the Chiefs, but I think live betting is not the dumbest option here, especially like you said, so you can see how Mahomes ends up. Um, I really like the Chiefs as an underdog because we haven't seen Mahomes as a home underdog in a playoff game in quite some time, since uh, 2018, I believe. So uh, that would have been nice to take advantage of. And I think, like you said, Wednesday comes out, people are like, all right, Mahomes probably pretty pretty healthy. He'll be able to attack the Bengals. So this line is very meh to me. It'd be cool if it was a pick em. I I'm fine doing money line on either side, to be quite honest. I think a hobbled Mahomes, though, can still lead a pretty good Chiefs attack. And the fact that Andy Reid's has lost Andy Reid has lost what three past three games in a row to the Bengals. Yep. He's too good of a coach to lose four games in a row, <laughs> I think. And you could yeah. have said that when he lost twice in a row. But four times in a row to the Bengals in like a year and a half, less than a year and a half, yeah, seems about, like a about, lot. About 13 months. The first one, 2021 regular season, but it was January 2nd, 2022, so week 17 last year, regular season. Then a few weeks later, they met in Kansas City. Bengals win that game and a yep. big comeback. And then week 13 this year. Bengals beat the Chiefs, which was kind of a big game for, uh, for obviously a huge win for Cincinnati because at the time they were kind of battling for the division with the Ravens uh, before the extent of Lamar Jackson's injury was known. So, yeah, uh, Bengals have had the number of the Chiefs, and I know that's definitely in the back of the mind of Kansas City players. And you'd hope with an injured Mahomes, some of those players will be able to kind of rise up and kind of do their part knowing that uh, – their star player is really gutting it out and maybe they can rally around him and i remember last season when we were talking about this game talking about how oh joe burrow and the offensive line aren't going to be able to stop the the defensive line of the the kansas city chiefs (laughs) and i i want to say that again because yeah i know they've been better and i know the chiefs offensive line has actually looked capable and competent in this postseason run after looking just awful at least to start the season and then sometime towards the end of the season but at some point, they got to get through, right? I, I don't know. I feel like the Kansas City defensive line, this could probably be their game. And if they are able to pressure Joe Burrow, we know the Bills weren't able to do it. They don't have a very strong defensive line. Kansas City's is better. And they should be able to get to, to Joe Burrow a little bit more than the Bills were able to do. Maybe that throws him off his game a little bit. Maybe it gives him enough opportunity to get the ball and to win. that That's one of the things that I'm looking forward to is to see how that Bengals offensive line really handles a defensive line that's been – Pretty solid for the Chiefs so far this year. For sure. So I'm on the Chiefs' first half. Uh, yep. On Wednesday, I bet plus half 
a point on the first half spread uh, when they were still the underdog in the full game with the idea of having the nice safety net where you'd also win the bet if the game's tied at halftime. Now we're at basically Chiefs minus 115 on the money line, um, and I, I that's the my favorite bet of the weekend. Chiefs to win the first half um, money line, so if it is a tie, you get that safety of getting your money back. But there's three reasons why I like Kansas City just to be winning at halftime. The first is I believe Mahomes will be his healthiest early in the game. Yep. If he's taking you know a shot, an injection before the game, um, that could wear well, off as well, the game goes up. on. Uh, so I think Mahomes early on will have some success, especially the scripted plays that we're probably going to call for a lot of pocket passing where he's not going to have to scramble and improvise and, and maybe re-injure that ankle. So that's one reason I like it. I also like the Chiefs' first half success against the Bengals. We talked about the three previous meetings in the first two, the 2021 regular season game. The Chiefs are out to an 11-point lead at halftime. And then the AFC title game on this exact same field, pretty much the same weekend. Chiefs are out to an 18-point lead, I believe it was. Uh, it ended up being an 11-point lead at halftime. So Kansas City has had some nice success early on against the Bengals before Lou Amaruno, sorry, Lou Amaruno, the defensive coordinator for the Bengals, has kind of had some success with the second-half adjustments. So I like uh, I like the Chiefs in terms of they've had past success against the Bengals early on before maybe the Bengals figure out some stuff. Uh, which is very possible, especially if Mahomes is banged up. And then what you just mentioned, I like the Chiefs' defense here, uh, their defensive line against the Bengals' offensive line, who had those three key injuries going into the Bills game. That was definitely baked into last week's number. That was the whole talk of last week's game. Yep. And now because the Bills won, it's almost like that point has gotten forgotten. So I think the Chiefs uh, will have some success getting after Burrow and that the Bills' defense struggled last week because it was a little snowy and they couldn't really get their footing. And in this game, it's going to be cold, but no precipitation. So that's uh, three reasons why I like the Chiefs in the first half, and that's why it's my favorite bet of the weekend. The way I like to look at it, too, is I usually like to fade groups or players or whatever it may be, positions where they weren't expected to do well. And then what happens is they do do well for a game, or like, you know, in the NBA game or two, whatever it is, and then people say, oh, maybe they were a lot better than we thought. But it ends up it's probably just a fluke because those guys weren't good enough to begin with. They just had a good game or they were lucky for some points. And I think that's what we are going to see from this Bengals offensive line in the AFC Championship where, all right, they had a really good game against the Bills. We know the Bills' pass rush isn't really strong. It's not their strong suit. It wasn't something they were good at coming in. So maybe it was a bit of a, of, of a fraudulent look at a, a Bengals offensive line. And now, once they're going up against a strong KCD line, they're going to get exposed. And I have a strong feeling that that is at least part of the game script is going to go that way on Sunday. Okay, cool. So we got the favorite plays in there, I think. Yep. So just do we to, do the totals to recap? Uh, what do you like the total in this game? I, I would. I like the under. <laughs> okay. I mean, I I look at the over, but okay. It, I mean, I think it's because it's on the move. Um, if you like want to bet the over at close once we know everything about Mahomes. Yeah. It might not be a good idea, but like currently I would only look to the towards the over. Can I get forty seven and oh it's at forty eight. Oh yeah. perfect. I give me the under. Give me the under on forty eight because like I said, well, I, if Mahomes isn't hundred percent, if he if he's gonna be a bit hobbled, even for half the game, I think the offense for KC is A gonna go a lot shorter game in their passes and their runs. I think it's gonna be a little bit uh 
reeled in for Patrick Mahomes. We're not going to be able to see him escape the pocket and throw it 40 yards. I don't think that's going to be happening consistently. So I think the Chiefs' offense is going to slow down. And if the Chiefs' defensive line gets to Burrow, we've seen the Bengals struggle. We've seen them go three, four, five, six drives where they just struggle to score sometimes. So if I can get 48, I'll go under as much as I can on that one. I think you can get a 49 if you wait till, till really? game day. Yeah, oh, just because – I'll wait. I'll be patient. It seems almost like this Mahomes injury might not even – not like he's definitely hobbled, but it's it, the way the market's moving in terms of spread, um, and I think it's going to keep going up. It would also, like, you know, it kind of correlate to the total going up. So. Or even better, you can use our play – think Mahomes will be good for the first half. Mm-hmm. Live bet, second half under. I like the game that. gets a little tighter, gets a little slower. Mahomes maybe starting to feel that ankle a little bit more. I actually like that a lot, especially because of the idea that, I'll say it right this time, Lou Anarumo, there you go. the defensive coordinator for the Bengals, has had really good success in the second yeah. half. Uh, I believe it was the AFC title game. Bang- Chiefs only scored three points last year. Um, so, yeah, I think that uh, makes a lot of sense to yeah. go second half under in the Chiefs game, uh, Bengals-Chiefs game live. Cincinnati is fifth in the NFL in second half opponent points per game. Fifth best defense in the NFL in the second half. So yep. I don't hate that play. I, I really don't. Especially I think if that's Mahomes good. is a little bit uh, banged up and the uh, the shot, as we said, yes. starts to wear off. The feel-good serum yeah. <laughs> is gone by the second half. Yep. I like that. We'll we'll put live bet second half under for Chiefs-Bengals as, uh, as one of our plays. Now, you can maybe wait to see if there's some quick scores to start the game or wait to halftime right. and just say, all right, we'll, we'll bet the under. No, for sure. Something like that. Um, I like it. I like it, Nate. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, player props? Yeah, so the one I'm looking at first game is something A.J. Brown related, and I don't love this because I kind of like the under for this game, but Brown did not – wasn't really featured last game. Uh, the Eagles did say he was banged up, but all the quotes from A.J. Brown kind of was a little – he was a little – I guess complaining a little bit that he didn't get enough targets. And honestly, like in a game where you're up by that much and there's, you know, two bigger games hopefully for them ahead, I, I think it's kind of smart that the Eagles didn't like risk getting a bigger injury. Yep. However, I think they're going to unleash him in this game. It might take, you know, to the second half, kind of hoping it takes to the second half based on the total <laughs> we have. Yes. But the one weakness of the 49ers, they struggle against those kind of bigger physical wide receivers in their secondary. Really good front seven, but there are some holes in their secondary. So I feel like Brown is in a kind of a nice bounce back spot. So over receiving yards at 70 and a half makes sense to me. If you want, if you think he's going to hit a big play, uh, his longest reception is 26 and a half. So those were the two I'm looking at. I'm not a huge prop guy, but with limited games to bet on, I definitely will take a little bit more of a look into the prop market. And uh, as I said, not really my like, you know, I don't really love the idea of betting this over, but also going first half under. But I think there's there's a path maybe in the second half that he gets going when the Eagles are first forced to throw more. So yeah, I think that's um, good. That's what I'm looking towards. I'm gonna focus on Patrick Mahomes for some props. I like him over an interception, especially since it's at a good number minus one fifteen is the best juice I could see on that one. I think because he may be a bit hobbled, he may be a bit uncomfortable. He can't escape the pocket and throw outside the pocket as much as he's used to. That uncomfortability maybe throws an interception. And as long as I can get it a pretty good number. To Eli Apple? Yeah, yeah. Eli <laughs> Apple. And we'll see more tweets from Eli Apple throughout the <laughs> week about his interception. So 
I think he can throw a pick. He hasn't thrown a pick since uh, New Year's Day. You know, he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, but I think this is why maybe he can get a pretty decent number on it. He might feel uncomfortable. Definitely. And the other passing prop that I like for Mahomes, uh, I was thinking completions, or I was thinking attempts. I kind of like attempts. I really like completions now over. I think the number that I saw for completions over 24 and a half, he had 22 against the Jags, and he didn't play, you know, for a drive right. or two again in that game. I think – and the other reason I think that completions might be the best way to go, Nate, is he's not going to be airing it out, Mahomes. I, I do not think he's going to be airing it out as much as we saw him air it out in previous games. Because he's hurt, he's going to go through short passes, maybe some 5-10 yard passes instead of 15 and 20. His long was 27 against the Jaguars, which was the shortest, longest uh, yardage in a pass that he had in like over a month. So he's used to throwing it long, but with this injury, maybe he'll take a little bit easy. So yeah. I like the completions over 24 and a half. If you can get a bit of a low attempts under 35, maybe 36, because people think he won't throw as much because of the injury, take the over on that as well. I don't think Andy Reid or Mahomes really cares about the injury. I think they're going to make him pass as much as he normally would since it's a win or go home type of game. I, I do like the attempts and completions over from from Mahomes. Yeah, I could I could see that. Obviously, there's kind of a risk that he won't finish the game because of the ankle injury. But at the yes. same time, because of that threat with that injury, I think all his prop numbers are lower, or they definitely are lower than what they normally would be. So yeah, you could get a discounted price on Mahomes uh, player props over. If, uh, of course, uh, given that he finishes the game, do you have um, any? team total thoughts at all because i know we talked about the under mm. kind of like the over well uh, have you felt a strong no. feeling toward any team totals in any in either game i haven't um i guess the conventional one early in the week would have been the chiefs under team total when yep. it, it looked like uh the Bengals were going to close a favorite and got up to two and a half and the totals 46 and a half and maybe you're wondering wow maybe uh Mahomes is like not going to play even uh, just based on the line move there. So um, at this point, I, I don't really, um, I guess, uh, Chiefs over now. <laughs> I don't know if I can go Chiefs <laughs> over now. Maybe but you can get a good number. Maybe Eagles under. Um, yeah. But nothing that really sticks out that I, I want to like kind of isolate. I know I had the Chiefs team total over last week. I, I don't remember if I talked about it because we recorded early last week. Yes. But when Chad Henney orchestrated that 98-yard drive at the end of the first half to get the Chiefs team total to 17 for, for that game, I was able to bet out of or get out of the bet and bet under 30 and a half. Oh, look at Chiefs that. Chiefs team total uh, just to eat some juice and I ended up, uh, I guess, yeah. other than losing some juice, I was able to uh, get out of it because when Mahomes was hurt, I was... Uh, very nervous about not only my teaser, but my Chiefs team total bet. <laughs> um, as he hobbled around, and I wasn't sure if he'd finish that game. Yeah, uh, that, that's fair. Uh, let's end this podcast out with um, – you have some college basketball plays for uh, for Saturday? I do. I've been betting some college basketball. Started off really slow. Yeah. Had been heating up last week. Had a loser, though, uh, this past week. I lost about like 25 points in Oklahoma. But That'll happen. Definitely going to bet Same. more college basketball. Definitely looking towards a – situational kind of angles in that sport and i circle uh, wrote down a bunch of potential bets for saturday when it's always like 150 games yep um so i'll just give them out or the th the, the three sides i'm looking at obviously spreads aren't going to come out till friday evening mm -hmm. but i'm looking at Creighton minus five they're hosting xavier 
Uh, Xavier beat Creighton in a close game early this season, even though Creighton was up pretty much the whole game. I think Creighton is just kind of an undervalued team as they're fully healthy now. They had some tough losses early in the season, but I think they're kind of reaching their potential, a, a team that was like 20, 25 to 1 to win the title before the year because of all the hype surrounding them. So you have the Crane Revenge. You're also getting Xavier off a huge win at UConn Wednesday night in uh, in Connecticut. I don't know if it was in Hartford or Stores, but it was in U- in Connecticut. And now they have to go to Omaha, Nebraska for an early tip on Saturday after a huge win against UConn last night. So I like Crane. I'm going to project this like minus five. I'd be comfortable laying the points. I'm a little worried it's going to get to like six or something, knowing that angle about Xavier maybe on a, a letdown game mm-hmm. and the revenge for Creighton but I will be looking towards the uh the Blue Jays I believe that's their nickname in that game early Saturday yeah um on to the next game Florida yes I'm gonna project this game at like plus four or that's kind of my buy point for Florida okay they're playing Kansas State who's number five in the country but Kansas State has just played so many big games in the Big 12 every night is an absolute gauntlet they beat Kansas a few weeks ago. They played Iowa State the other night in Ames. They have a huge game coming up, the rematch in Lawrence against Kansas on Tuesday. And in comes a Florida team. It's like the Big 12 SEC challenge that they have. That's why um, those two teams are playing, and along with you know a, a, a lot of other really big games on Saturday in college basketball. But Florida is an improving team under Todd Golden, who was a, a favorite of the analytics community when he was at USF San Francisco. Yep. Now he's at Florida. Florida's actually been playing a lot better recently. Had a big win at Mississippi State over the weekend. So I like Florida. Uh, plus four is my uh, buy point, I guess, on Florida. I'm hoping for maybe plus five or something. Ooh. But I like the spot for Florida against a Kansas State team who has a really good record, but they've just had so many big games and have a huge game next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then the team that Kansas State's playing on Tuesday, Kansas – they're playing at Kentucky, and Kansas has lost three straight games. They lost to Kansas State uh, last Tuesday. They lost to TCU on Saturday, and then on Monday they lost to Baylor. I know everyone was on Kansas in the underdog role because Bill Self doesn't lose three games in a row. Well, they lost that game, and now I want to jump in on Kansas, especially because Kentucky, they're kind of turning it around, but they've had some brutal losses this season. And if I can get Kansas at minus one or any underdog price, I'll be on Kansas to avoid a fourth straight defeat. So Creighton, hopefully minus five or better. Florida, plus four or better. And then Kansas, minus one or anything plus on Saturday will be bets I place in college basketball. There you go. Those are NFL college basketball bets. Good luck to everybody this weekend. And we'll be back with you uh, next week for some Super Bowl early bets. Yeah.